Well, all right. Here we are once again at Pastor B's Kitchen Table. I thank you for joining me. Get your mother, get your father, get all the nims. It's the kitchen table. You know, this is the place we break it down, chop it up, and put it back together again. And I'm glad today to have a great, great guest, a man who's invested much into my life, a mentor for me for many, many years, a man who loves the Lord, and, and, and he's been running for the Lord a long time, and he hadn't got tired yet. I want to introduce you to Dr. Lord C. Blue. Dr. Blue, you say hello to the audience, please. Well, hello, everybody. It's good to be here. Amen, Doc. Doc, can you just tell the audience just who you are? Okay. My name is Lloyd Blue, of course, and uh, I'm a pastor for about 30 years or more, and um, for the past 35, 40 years, I've been in involved in the work we call Church Growth Unlimited. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just came to a point where we dissolved Church Growth Unlimited. And so now <clears throat> we're keep continuing to do the same work. We're just not doing it under that banner anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a work that I do on my own. Um, there's a whole lot involved in having a nonprofit corporation and um, I, I can't meet those qualifications anymore. Yeah. So I had to give that up. But the ministry itself goes on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we're still doing basically the same thing. We do work with, uh, with men, uh, how to be effective as a man, as a husband, as a father. And of course, we do work with pastors. Uh, just the general work of a, of a pastor, how, how to be effective in, in everything you do as, as a pastor. So we, uh, I use, first of all, I use my own experience of uh, 30 some odd years. And then also I had uh, about 15 years of training uh, in pastoral management with Campus Crusade for Christ International back in the day. And so, <clears throat> I use all of that to uh, help pastors to get a vision for the Great Commission and all the other things that pastors have to do. Amen, amen. You know, Doc, I was I was blessed to, to get to know you, uh, come to know you, not just from a pastoral perspective, but in a personal manner. I've, I've been to your home, your wife, and all that. And the thing that always stood out to me, Doc, was your character. I know you committed to Jesus Christ, but your character, Doc. And now, Doc, as the Lord has really, you know, shortened your steps a little bit, put a little more age in you, put a little age in you. But the thing that impresses me, Doc, you know, I always say that we read in the Bible about Caleb and how Caleb got to the promised land with Joshua. And, you know, he, he was 85 and, and he wanted he wanted his land. He was still ready to roll for the Lord. And you're older than 85, Doc. And yet, Doc, you yes. are still serving, committed to the Lord. You're really still on this path. And I want you to talk about that. Doc, what is it? Because you know that many ministers, many believers, the older they get, sometimes they lose that fire and fervency. Talk about that, please. Yes. Um, the thing that has been a blessing to me is that, number one, I'm excited about what I do. I have no qualms about it at all. I enjoy it to the full. And, and when I talk to pastors today who are, entering retirement and they want to go on to do something else, I always tell them you pick something 
that number one that's needed in the church mm -hmm. and that you enjoy doing mm. and i enjoy what i do yeah i can think of nothing more thrilling than to sit down with a pastor who's trying to be the man god wanted him to be yeah. and and listen to his questions and listen to his heart and then try to share with him uh, biblically just how to get to that point to, to meet that need to reach that goal and so forth i mean that's a joy man that's a joy and the same thing with men uh men who wanted to, i have had a guy just yesterday for example could talk to me about how to be a godly man yeah, yeah. and then i had a group of guys last night had 30 men last night on zoom yeah. and it's the same thing and we were discussing uh how, how to be an effective as a man as just as a as a man of god how do you do that what what makes it work yeah. and so uh those are the kinds of things that that keep me fired up you know uh i, I just look forward to it you know it's, yeah. it's something yeah. that, that you know that just keeps me fired up yeah. I, I read a read a book uh for the past two, two days uh, written by Leroy Armstrong, uh -huh. and they talked about resetting your purpose. Mm, okay, okay. And awesome book, awesome book. And uh, I'm 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 fired up now because I can't wait to share those principles that he talks about in that book yeah. with guys who who come to see. Me. And instead of me going so much as I used to do, right? I have guys who come to me. Yeah. I have guys who fly here and spend two or three days in this city and come and meet with me here in my living room. Yeah, Doc. Okay, and then flying from places like Maryland and Washington, D.C., uh, California, you know? Right. So um, you, 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 just, you just stay fired up because of, of, of the action you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't have to jump on a plane and go. Right, right. People jump on the plane and come. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then right, right in the city, right here in, in our area, Dallas and Fort Worth area, uh, I have all the work I can do right here in the area, really. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so there's always somebody on the phone or on the internet or here at the house or whatever. Right, and so right. my wife now has, we've cleared out all the furniture from the living room, uh, put it in a conference table, and uh, our living room now is a conference room. One-on-one, <laughs> we do one-on-one, -on -one, -on -one, right. as well as small groups of 15 to 20 people. We can do that many people here. And so that's what, that's what, that's what we do. Wow, you turn, your, you turn your living room into a conference center. That's right. This, this house now is, is a conference center. I mean, we, we, use, let's say we use three... Uh, three rooms right we have three rooms that we use and and this is the principal room the, li the, diner, the living room is the principal room right. that we use uh for ministry uh doc that was dr blue have you been able to maintain your own personal steadfast your own walk with the lord what what things do you do well i do a number, a number of things first thing in the morning for example uh right now I'm, I'm up, well, he, he and I go back for years and years and years, but it's a guy named Dave Vernon McGee. Okay, okay. And he has a Through the Bible program, 
it's, it's a five-year program, and uh, we just finished uh, Revelation, and now uh, starting back at, at Genesis, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, so first thing in the morning I get up, he and I would do a half hour, and then sometimes after that, I, I may read for a while, have my prayer time, uh, I may listen to a sermon. It all depends on what my agenda is for that day. Yes, sir, yes. Sir. So uh, I, I I make sure that I'm being fed. Yeah. And that and that I'm 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 primed and ready to go. I'm yeah. primed and ready to go. When I get up in the morning, brother, the idea is to say, Lord, I'm just a suit of clothes that you're going to wear today. Huh. So you can get dressed and go wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do. I'm available to you. Wow, I like okay. that. That's 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 the that's the that's the agenda right there. Yeah. So uh, I just stay fired up, and yeah. I I don't have no I don't have no particular gimmick for it or whatever. Right. Uh, I love the Lord. Yeah. And I love God's people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 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 what I live for. Yeah. Yeah. What I, it's what I live for, and I don't need no primer. I don't need anything. Uh, it's just what I live for. I know that that's God's call on my life, and that's all I need. Amen. Uh, that's that's that work. That's all I need. I don't. That's it. Yeah. Now, 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 now there are some people who, who are watching online right now, and they're seeing that they possibly have more years behind them than in front of them. Yeah. And they feel like you know, I wasted some time, and so what do I do with these final years? Uh, what's your what's your counsel to them, Doc? Okay, the 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 idea thing is number one, is spend some time in prayer, talk to the Lord about it. Okay, uh, right now I'm counseling with one, two, uh, three pastors that's going to be retiring, mm -hmm. and I just went through one retired on last Sunday. Okay, I got two more in the, in the hopper. Uh, that's going to be retiring in the next couple of years. Okay. So what I work with them to do is that, number one, you need to select three things that you know are needs in the church. Mm -hmm. You know that in, in the church there are three things that are needed. Mm -hmm. And you need to think about what is the one thing that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's your heartbeat. I enjoy evangelism. Yeah. I enjoy working with men, you know, yeah. whatever that thing is, then you select that. Right. Next thing then is to try and, and write something, hmm. 50, 60 pages uh, on your heartbeat. That's, that's your heartbeat. Yes. But you want, you want that to get out. You want that to get out. Yeah. Okay. Then the, the next step as you move on toward the end of that is, is to get some get some involvement with pastors uh, and talk to them about what it is you want to do at the, at the, at the end of your, your pastoral service. Yeah. And, and so by the time you, time you get ready to, to say goodbye to that church, uh, and another thing in the process of it is trying to have somebody who's going to just walk up and take the, the helm and keep going when you leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another right. important issue. Yeah. Uh, we worked that out, for example, with Concord, so that when Bailey passed away, mm -hmm. we were we were rolling the coffin out 
and installing the new pastor at the same time. Same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the 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 idea it'd be the same thing if he's still alive. It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, but the idea is to have somebody taking it. So you don't want to. All your work that you've been doing is going to just go down the drain. You don't want that to happen. So in a couple of years before you know you're going to be leaving there, you need to have somebody that you're pouring into that's going to step right up. Like the pastor Sunday, he, he made his final commitment, to, uh, a presentation to the church, and the new pastor was introduced. Everything went and go right on. But yeah. we've been working with that for the past two years. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's that kind of thing. It's that kind of thing that makes things makes things work. But finding that something, that thing that you want to do, that, that you really have a heart for, because if you don't, if you don't, what'll happen? You'll start stuff and you'll quit. Start and quit. Yeah, and that, and that don't work. Uh, you, you you end up floundering around. Now, now, Dr. Blue. Now, what about? For the person who's not a minister, not a pastor, but they're 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 in the aging process, but they realize, you know, they got some. They they're, they're concerned about, you know, their perpetuity. They're concerned about, you know, what to yeah. do for the Lord the time they have remaining. Yeah. Do, 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 do the it, same principles apply for them, or do you tell them the something same different? principles apply for them? They need to think seriously about what they would like to give their time to. Yeah. For example, I've had guys. Who in, in retirement, uh, maybe 65, 70 years old, they may even have a little part-time thing that they can do somewhere. Mm -hmm. But their main thing in terms of ministry is keeping the church clean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I've never had a pastorate where I had to pay for things like janitorial service, yeah. lawn mowing, and you know, general keeping up with the building and all that. All that stuff was done by volunteers, mm -hmm. and it was basically people in retirement. Hmm. And uh, I've known I, there was a guy in in in, uh, in Michigan, Grand Rapids. His name was Ray Beefus, mm -hmm. and in that church, the only paid person was him. Well, Everybody else volunteers. Wow, people in retirement. Okay? Yeah. So uh, it's the same thing with 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 people uh, you. You, you start to talk to them about it, and it's amazing. A number of people will come up to you and say, Pastor, you know, I'm, I'm retiring in such a thing, and I would like for you to think about what I could do to help the church. Wow, that's awesome, Doc. That is so, so true. My yeah. Doc, um, obviously, you've been in this ministry thing a long You've seen a lot, done a lot for sure. Talk about the family. How have you been able to maintain, Doc? Uh, I, I love hearing Sister Blue voice. Um, how do you man? How do you able to maintain the priority of your marriage over all these years, Doc? Romance, <laughs> <laughs> romance, romance. Yeah. Um, seriously, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 not kidding. Yeah. Um, July, July third uh, of this year uh, will be sixty-six years. Wow. Really? Okay. Okay, we got married. We got married on July 3rd. Uh -huh. And the 4th of July has never been the same since. That's right. <laughs> so now, but, but romance is the key. Romance is the key. And seeing yourself not as the boss, mm -hmm. 
but as a servant. Yeah. Mm. I'm my wife's servant. Yeah, yeah. Speak that. That's, yeah. that's who I am. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, if you're a servant, you're a leader. Yeah, yeah. You, you, can't, you can't be a genuine servant to your wife and not be her leader. Yeah, yeah. 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 He will insist on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay? Now, if, if, if you strive to be the leader, then, then things can fall apart in a hurry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, but what you need to strive for is to be her servant. Yeah. And if, and if you work with that, women are responders. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way God designed them. Right. He He designed Eve to respond to Adam. Yeah. He He designed women to respond to their husbands, to their leaders. Right. Okay. Now, if I'm not a servant. She don't have no nothing to respond to. Respond to, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. And so what happens is she starts to become domineering, and 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 she don't want she don't want to follow because there's nothing to follow. Nothing to follow. Oh, yeah. right. You see, but but if 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 you think about being a servant, that's a whole other ballgame. Yeah. For example, one of the things that I'm doing now with with about thirty men is getting them to use. All of the one another's in the New Testament, there's about 26 uh -huh. one another's, okay? Right. And so what happens on a Sunday night, you decide which one of those one another's you're going to use for the next seven days with your wife. Hmm. If it's loving one another, then you got seven days, and each day for the next seven days, you're going to come up with ways and means to do what what. Helps her to see, yeah, to not see just it. words, but act action. Yeah, yeah, action that makes her understand he loves you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, when when that one is over, next Sunday night you start another one, and then you're another one, and then you're another one, and when the twenty six runs out, you start over. Start over. Yeah. You see. Wow. Now, when we think of those one another, we think of the church people loving one another. Right. But it, it needs to start at the house, dog, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the home, in yeah. the home. Yeah. And now, uh, now I have a group of people up in Ohio uh, that I started that with several years ago with, a, with, a, with the young adult couples. I was asked to do the young adult couples Sunday school class, and I'm trying to think of something that I can do, mm -hmm. and that's when I got that thought. Okay. Now, since then, I've, I've, I've broadened it and developed it and so forth. But at that time, I just gave the thought, the idea. But in that church today, I'm a hero yeah. because of the number of couples that caught it and are still doing it. Still doing it. Husbands and wives. That's very practical, Doctor. And, and it's practical it and it's biblical and it's necessary. You know, and it's simple. It's, it's so it's just so doable. It's just, it's just plain common sense. It's, you know? Because that, and I raise the issue because so many times people who are ministry, whether male or female, they give so much publicly. Yeah. But privately, the spouse becomes the casualty of the warfare. Right. And I'm saying, you know, after after all that you've done and all you've been, you've seen great success in, in, in some lives and you've seen some great failure also. Oh yeah, and so here you are, you know, you know, years later, Doc, and, and you still love Sister Blue, still love the Lord, 
And that's honestly, Doc, sometimes that's rare. It's rare to see someone who's, whose heart has a heart still for the Lord and a heart still for their spouse and talking about romance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just, that's just uh, priceless, Doc. It really is. So I, I appreciate you just sharing that, that with us so much. So, so if you would, just kind of say a quick word for those who are listening about purpose. Because somebody, they're they, they struggling with that, Doc. They're struggling trying to discover what is my purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm someone's, they're 60 years old, they're 40 years old, 80 years old, yeah. and they still have not, they've been here 80 years, and still have not discovered what their purpose is. Can you give a little wisdom yes. on that, Doc? Sure. Well, it begins with prayer, of course. Yeah. Everything starts with talking to God. You got to talk to God. Yeah. Um, prayer and Bible study. Yeah. When you open that Bible, God opens his mouth. Mm -hmm. If you want God to talk to you, open the book. Yeah. That's it. Okay. It has to be a two-way conversation if you're going to build a relationship. Yeah. You talk to God in prayer and he talks to you through the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is the beginning yeah. of understanding your purpose. Yeah. Once that is established, you're almost there because in the process of dialogue. God talks to you about his purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's, 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 what you, here's what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. And you, you catch it because it's going to always be something that brings joy to your heart. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. If it brings joy to your heart, you know this is coming from God. Yeah. Because God is not going to call you into anything that he knows that's against your personality and everything that, that you are. Yeah. He knows you inside and out. And he will give you revelation. Yeah. He will give you revelation. Yeah. But before there is revelation, there has to be relationship. Mm, good. Relationship. Yeah. Relationship. Yeah. Um, establishing, for example, a simple thing like a life verse. What, you know, what is the verse that I'm going to use to guide my life? What is that one verse? Yeah. And so... You, you pray about that, mm -hmm. and God will reveal to you the verse. You, you, you stick with that book. Yeah. You keep opening that book, and God keeps opening his mouth. You keep learning things. Yeah. For example, my life verse, First Thessalonians 5.24, mm -hmm. and it simply says, Faithful is he that calleth you, yeah. who also will do it. Yeah. Yeah. The God who is faithful is the God who calls, and the God who calls will do in you and through you what he demands of you. Mm. So if you once you get your hands around that, yeah, understand that it's not about you, yeah, and what you can do, it's about him and what he can do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. And so that is the foundation for understanding and getting to the point of your purpose. Now, another thing to consider in that is your giftedness and your abilities. What are the what are the things that you're gifted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The talent you have. Yeah. And and and, and which is which one is it that you enjoy? Yeah, yeah. It brings you joy. Yeah. It brings you joy. For example, I had a a veteran. He's a he was a preacher and um he was also a disabled vet. And he took care of me like a like a son takes care of his father. Mm -hmm. And uh he had the gift. Yeah. 
he he was a servant. Servant, yes, sir. Okay, they, that was his gift. Yeah. Now, if if you were pulling your car up out there, and he saw you getting too far from the curb, whatever, he would be out there giving you direction, literally split. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, it, 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 he died from COVID. Right. And when I think about him, I can just see him mm -hmm. helping somebody. Yeah, yeah. Coming to somebody's aid and not taking any caution to the fact that he could catch COVID. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that's who he was. That's who he was. Yeah. That's who that's who he was. And so you what is the thing that drives you? What is the thing that you enjoy? What is that thing? Yeah. And and you have to you have to pray about it and, and ask God wants to show it to you more than you want to see it. <laughs> so so you're not waiting for him, he's waiting yeah. for you. Right, right. All right. So you work out the relationship and the revelation will come. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Work at yeah. the revelation. I like what you said. It's the it's a relationship before the revelation. Yeah. We, we so much want the revelation, but but we're so poor on the, on the relationship. It's all about the relationship. That's the yes, priority. Sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Doc, that's that's a good word. That's a good word. Dr. Blue, I'm I'm so thankful for you and just for you. So just just as I said, you you live further down the road now. You live further down the road than I am for sure. But but I'm on my way. Uh, but Doc, you have blessed so many people. And one of the things too that I've always liked about you, Doc, you've discipled people. You haven't just done a, a, a public ministry that's separate from the from the relational aspect of being with people. You've discipled a lot of people, and that has been an awesome awesome deal. That that, that where'd you get that from? Because because. Well, Many people uh, in many eras early, they weren't so big on the discipling process. Right. Uh, there was a guy who uh, worked with uh, Campus Crusade. His name was Howard Ball. Mm -hmm. And Howard Ball started a ministry called, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Church Growth. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it was church growth through discipleship. Mm -hmm. So... I, I took off of that because mm -hmm. uh, I worked with him for a season. Mm -hmm. And I took off that. That evangelism was the byproduct of discipleship. It was not first, it was second. Yeah. So a disciple would be an evangelist, but an evangelist would not necessarily be a disciple. Amen. There you go, Doc. That's okay. right. That's right. So, and you notice when Jesus gives the command, he says, go. Oh, and make disciples. He didn't say go and win souls. He said go and make disciples. Yeah. Now a disciple, to be sure, you got to win him before he becomes a disciple. Yeah. But the disciple automatically becomes a a soul winner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, it's the byproduct of discipleship. Yeah. So if I work hard at discipling people, yeah. I'm also accomplishing the process of evangelism. So if I'm going to fulfill the Great Commission, I got to begin with discipleship. Now, if you're going to do that ministry, it's not it's not it's it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. You got to be captivated, motivated, and activated by the Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God. Yeah, both. Yeah, both. And if, and if you're not, you won't make it because 
it'll get it'll get tough and you'll quit. Oh darn, that's good word. Okay. The the pressure the pressure will, will you'll you'll quit. You'll quit. Yeah. So it, here here again, it's the same thing. Yeah. Relationship, then revelation, okay. Yeah. It, then then comes the work and so forth. But without the relationship, everything else goes. Jesus said, for example, um, without me, you can do nothing. Yeah, yeah. Without me, you can do nothing. Yeah. Well, now, now what, what, what is he talking about without him being do? I mean, there's a lot of things I can do. Yeah. Yeah, but there's nothing you can do in terms of power. Yeah, yeah. Without me. Yeah. He's saying, Bobby, that he is to me, yeah. his man. Yeah. What gasoline is to a Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And without without gas, where's the Rolls Royce going? Nowhere. That's right. Nowhere. That's right. Nowhere. And he say, without me, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's the same process. Now, you can talk about how great that Rolls Royce looks and how pretty it is and all that, but without gas, it ain't going to do that. It's right. It ain't worth much. Now, and can you still use it? Of course you can. Yeah, yeah. You can sleep in it. Yeah. You can let your dog sleep in it. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep your laundry in it. <laughs> you can do all kinds of things in it. Right, right. But you can't use it for what it was designed yeah, for yeah. apart from gasoline. That's a good word, Doc. And good. we were designed for God, for the, yeah. just like a Rolls Royce is designed for gas. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole lot of things we can do. Yeah. But nothing in terms of pleasing Him. Yeah, yeah. Because he said, without faith, it's impossible. To, without dependence upon him, it's impossible to please him. Amen, amen. Wow, Doc. So that's, 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 that's the way it works. And if you, without that, without that approach, without that type of approach, yeah. I don't see how you get there. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Wow. Doc, I'm going to give you the last word because our audience is listening to you and captivated by you for sure. And I wanted to experience what I've experienced. You got a lot of get up and go. You got a lot of love for the Lord. And you, you've always been a fired up man, Doc. You've always been a fired up man uh, for the Lord. And thank you for that. But, Doc, there are people who are watching. Mm -hmm. and, and they're asking the question, Dr. Blue, where do I start? Where mm -hmm. do I start on this, on, on this life journey? God's left me here for a purpose. Some watching, their spouses are going home, going home to be with the Lord. They're now mm -hmm. they're a widow, widower. And they're asking, there's some watching who are young, and they're just starting their families. And so, Doc, hearing from you, a sage like yourself, uh, what do you tell them? You begin with a daily time with the Lord. Yeah. Prayer with your Bible open. Yeah. Now, there, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, controversy about where to start and so forth. But what has always worked for me and the people that I've worked with is you begin with John, you go into Romans, and then Acts. Mm -hmm. So if you want to if you want to get started, yeah. I, I need to get going, okay. Start with the book of John that deals with the love of God. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't fall in love with Jesus, yeah, it, it can't get very far. It, it it just don't work out. Right. You, you got you got to be able to, to get up in the morning with your, your heart and your mind set on him. You, yeah. you love him and you know he loves you. 
Yeah, Doc. Yeah. That's, that's where everything starts. All right. Yeah. So you got to have that personal time between you and the Lord, and you got to be consistent. And if possible, you do it in the same place all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right? Now, sometimes it's just not possible. Right, right. All right? Some people do it early in the morning. Some people do it in the evening. Just do it when you're awake. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just make sure you're awake. Yeah, yeah. I I started, I I wanted to be an early morning guy because I'd read all these biographies of all these great men of God who was up at four o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the morning, you know? And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be one of those, okay? Right. And uh, I'll be right there on my knees out of bed when my wife get up and go to work and wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you fell asleep on your knees. And I had, to, I had to learn how to do mine when I come home from work. Yeah, yeah. But I was awake, all right? Yeah. So the idea is select the time when you're wide awake and and, and you can have some quiet, you know, and and it's possible in the same place every day. Now, it it, it sounds so minuscule, but I'm telling you, it works. Yes, sir. It works. If If you're not committed and you're not consistent in doing that, then things just don't progress because that's foundational. That's... That's where it starts. Yes, sir. Okay? So, number one, you got to have the confidence to start where you are, the courage to use what you have, Mm -hmm. and consistency in doing what you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, Doc. That's good. Don't worry worry about the things you can't do. Yeah. Commit yourself to the things you can do. Can do, yeah. Be consistent. Yeah, yeah. You You can pray. Yeah. And you can read that Bible. You can do that. Right. Yeah. If you can't, you can get it on cassette tape. Yeah. You can you can get it, you can get it on on, on uh, uh, a CD. Right, right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got I got I got the Bible on on, on C D. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if if I'm if I'm sleepy or whatever and and I just want to to, to hear the word, yeah, uh, and, and my eyes is not up for reading. I push that thing on, and and, listen. and I listen to the. I can sit there and listen to the man read First John. Yeah, right. Or read Philippians. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. There's so many ways to to come at it, but it's that basic stuff that makes the difference. Basics, yes, sir. You skip over. You, it's just like running around the bases. You hit a. You can hit that ball and fool around. And, and and hit a home run and, and, and don't touch face second base. Yeah, yeah. And when you come home, yeah. Yeah, I mean oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah.